How do you move into Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Is there a listing on Airbnb? Do you find it on Hotwire? Kanye West has moved in to the home of the Falcons. The story coming up during this episode. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, so Olivia, our 18-year-old, has decided that we need to deworm ourselves. Did you know that, that was a thing? I've heard chatter in the house about this. Yeah. Uh, and I was afraid to ask. So there's like some... The dog, like, when I was a child, we had Blackie. <laughs> yeah. Our lab was our dog, yeah. Black Lab. And yeah. um, we had to deworm him. <laughs> Is that kind of the same process, but with humans? Kind of. Okay, so there's this product that's sold on Amazon, which I think I'll make my next like Amazon find for everyone. I got to find out what it is. Um, but you take it, it's like a tincture. Isn't everything a tincture that like cures every ale? And so you take it and then supposedly you wait a few days and you go to the bathroom and you deworm yourself. Because here's the thought process. If you read and read all these reviews on Amazon... And it's like a, you know, it's one of those holistic things. And so Olivia's a vegetarian. So she says that because, and it's that people eat so much meat and sushi and all this stuff that, that eventually you pick up like, I don't even want to talk about this, like pinworms yeah, and all this stuff. And so there's all these reviews on Amazon. Like if you read the reviews, it's rather disgusting. People have even uploaded pictures of the d Are you really process. entertaining this? I don't think so. Because even if I have any of this, I don't want to know it. Like I live, I like to live in blissful denial. Don't I too? Because Golly, I love there's no better place to be. Blissful denial. Yes. Because I love sushi and I love hamburgers. And so if if something happened, then would I like not want to eat those things or be afraid? But you survived 32 years. Well, they say though, part of it as I was reading is of like you have like if you have itchy skin, like if you have eczema, if you have IBS, like irritable bowel syndrome, if you have a lot of... You're hitting them all here early in the pot, yeah. aren't you? If you have a lot of gas or anything, then these can be caused by these situations. Okay. So I, I would tell you, I would let you know how that's going to go, but I ain't doing it. But I'll let you know how it goes like with hers. Like, I don't know. She may try to deworm you and you don't even know it. Like put some tincture in your mm -hmm. um, little donuts. We had a great weekend. Saturday night. We um, went to a concert with Tug Cowart and his wife, Laura. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for uh, finding us and go back and enjoy past episodes and listen again if you'd like. Tug and I were on a morning show for years on the former Kicks 101.5 here in Atlanta. Uh, Tug now works at 680 The Fan, which is the flagship for the Braves here in Atlanta and also Extra 106.3, Atlanta's most conservative news and talk station. PT, I know you're excited about the new <laughs> Extra 106.3. <laughs> So um, there was a show, it was like an all-day music festival on the banks of Lake Lanier at the Lake Lanier Olympic Park venue. This is where back in 96, when Atlanta hosted the games, they had all the rowing events. It's about an hour north of, of Atlanta. Tyler Farr was the headliner. And Tug and his wife, Laura, and Donna and I have always loved the song from Tyler Farr called A Guy Walks Into a Bar. Now, you may be familiar with... Um, he sang Redneck Crazy was one and Whiskey in My Water. Um, but we, everywhere we, I won't say everywhere we go, but that's always been when we're out and about and we're having a good time. Uh, somebody has to play on the jukebox or fire up on their, you know, their 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 iTunes, Tyler Farr. A guy walks into a bar. Do you want to sing us a, a, a bar, Donna? Well, I mean, this has been like a, a joke for Tug and I because we, we cannot 
which we try to get the lyrics right, but we don't always do it. But anyways, it goes, let's see. A guy walks into a bar, orders a drink. <laughs> now you understand why I tried yeah. to find the clip. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, that happens. And Ask her if she wants another. Yeah, fall they fall for, for each, each other, other and end up lovers. They laugh, cry, hold oh. on tight, make it work for a little while. Uh, in one night or tail tailgate, fade tail lights, out into the dark, into the dark. and a yeah. guy walks, walks into, into a, a bar. bar. And if you've listened to the podcast, I've, I I love this song, but I've always thought for, I, I get it mixed up, but who sings it? Cole Swindell, right. Tyler Farr. I actually thought Cole Swindell was performing at this event. Yeah. He didn't. I, I mean, I just can't keep things straight. But we're there. We checked into the Holiday Inn Express in Gainesville. We Ubered to the venue and we planned to Uber back. But we couldn't. Tell everyone what happened when you first put in Holiday Inn Express into your ways. Your ways was like, are, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> when the concert ended, they had to have everybody out by 10 o'clock. And there were some massive storms that came down during the day. And especially right there when Tyler Farm was about to take the stage. Yes. And so we found ourselves at about 1030 in a dark parking lot at the far north end of Lake Lanier. Uh, in between us, four adults, mind you. We have... A half a bar of battery on our cell phones. Uh, Laura didn't even bring hers. Well, because you had to have a plastic bag. I brought my very chic, which people yeah. were like, where'd you get that? You know, A my gallon Ziploc yeah. bag. Donna <laughs> walks into this venue to a concert carrying a Ziploc gallon plastic bag. Uh, which everybody needed to borrow when it started raining to put their stuff in. Go so my, my cell phone went dead around six. Uh, Donna's went down right as the wheel is spinning and you're trying to order an Uber. Yeah. But it hadn't processed yet. It hadn't gone through. And zoop, no. Donna's is gone. Uh, Tug was about at 15% at this particular time. Okay. 10, 15, 10, 30. Dark parking lot. The Middle of nowhere. The far north end. The north end yeah. of, 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 of Lake Lanier. So the three of you thought that this was funny. You found humor in this. Lots that we were going to be stranded 20 miles north of our hotel. Um, we have no sales service. We have no vehicle. Tug sends Tyler far a text because we see his bus. <laughs> In the distance, still parked. Can you help us? Tyler, listen. Uh, it's Caddy and Donna, and 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 uh, Tyler had hung out with uh, Tug earlier in the day, and, and and he's like, listen, we, we need a ride. And Tyler's like, listen, buddy. You know, he's got that. He's going, <laughs> listen, buddy, we're not leaving until 1 o'clock. We can probably work something out. So I'm thinking, all right, we're going to roll into the Holiday Inn Express on the Dawsonville Highway in Gainesville, Georgia, in, in a, a tour bus. Yeah, in a prevost. Um, but we didn't, because suddenly our knight in shining armor walks towards us with his girlfriend. Don't know his name, but he's a federal agent with the Department of Homeland Security. There you go. Take it from there, Don. Well, he was coming out. There was like this um, tunnel type thing that you came out, and I was like, hello, hello, sir. Can you help us? Could you possibly? And I thought, okay, uh, for 20 bucks, he can take us back to the Holiday Inn Express. The Holiday Inn Express. That seems fair. And he was like, he was nice. And at this point, we didn't know we didn't know anything about we didn't, we didn't know that he was a federal agent. No, there was one car left in the parking lot that sort of looked like Well, a, no, it did. It was, it was a, a it was a, it was a black Tahoe with tinted, you know, blacked out windows and had the cage on the front of the bumper. The, the you know, the, the the officers used to push cars out of the way and things like that. But so then I, I thought I, like what if he was pretending to be? Like you know, what if he's Donna, one of those people that went to like Dan's Auto Parts and got a bar light and strip. Yeah, and like, is he going to kill us? Is it going to end like a dateline? Either way, I thought this could be good. Well, I, don't, I don't know which way it's going. But I thought it could he was be maybe a bounty hunter. Oh yeah, at that'd one be good. Point. A bounty hunter. Yeah. We're gonna go kick some dang doors yes. down. But anyways, that didn't happen. He, um, so I was like, could you bring us back? He was mildly bothered. Yeah, he was like, well, there's four of you, and I don't have room for all of you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We can squeeze in. It's no big deal. And he's like, well, 
I'm going to have to move some stuff around in my car. And so then he, he goes, Hank, y'all stay here. Like, where are we going to go? And so he goes over, and I think he was talking to his girlfriend. Like, do they look shady? What, and I think he said, like, where are y'all from? We're, like, we're from Alpharetta, Georgia. Yes. Hello. They, they lived inside the perimeter. Uh, like, <laughs> Atlanta proper is where they lived. Over we're on from the, the suburbs. Right. I think they were like, the, that one girl, she's, she's sweet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. let the other three are sketchy, but let's go with her. So like, he says, $20 is not going to cut it. Yeah. He tells us, 20 is not going to cut it. Which I have to tell you really made me mad. Like, it made the three of you very angry. Very angry. It didn't me. It didn't me. <laughs> Preston's I, incredulous. I would have paid this gentleman. I would have given him $300. What is your price? Get me out of here. Get me back to the Holiday Inn Express on the Dawsonville Highway in Gainesville at whatever expense, at whatever cost, and I'll pay it. I just think it's bold to say to people like, but that ain't going to cut it. Right, but he didn't have to He didn't have to do it. Well, but it was almost like he was. it was like price gouging because we were stuck. Okay. Like, it's kind of like a hurricane. Like, it wasn't like there were cars all around and he was negotiating with us. It was like he knew he had us. So he was like, $20 ain't going to cut it. So, so we, we we negotiated 50. 50. For about a 25-minute ride. But the three of you, Tug, his wife, Laura, and you, Donna, are like, he took advantage of us. And I said, listen, guys, <laughs> better him financially than a man running out of the woods in the dark taking advantage of you physically and emotionally. Well, that's true. Which could have very well happened. It's 1030 at night. We are at the northernmost tip of Lake Sydney Lanier. With no cell service. No cell service and no vehicle. Well, I just thought he would run lights. Like, I wanted, I was like, can you turn the siren on? And, and then he, he did. He did for a little bit. But yeah. we're in the back. We're in the back <laughs> of this federal government SUV. The four of us. There are bars over the windows. Uh, the doors are locked. Because when we get back to the hotel, Laura tries to open the door so she can get out and, and go he to the hotel. He has to come let yeah. us out. So I was like, Laura. The, you, you can't open those doors from the back yeah. seat. You know, there's the, a reason. The, there's a reason why. Yeah. Uh, and there, there was the partition between, yep. you know, he and his girlfriend and us. And um, he was flashing blue lights and doing sirens. And I tried to make small talk because, you know, again, that's how I am. Like, I don't. My feeling is always like they're not going to kill the nice person. So the rest of y'all sat like mute in silence. And so then I just asked him all kinds of questions. I wanted to know, like, had he taken down anyone famous? When was his last? Like Osama he, bin Laden? You, she when, done it was. No kidding. <laughs> Do you go to the airport? Do you fly a lot? Uh, what was it? Somebody asked about the All-Star game, which didn't happen right. here in Atlanta. Were you training to work at the MLB All-Star, Major League Baseball All-Star game? It was just so odd and uncomfortable. And so when that happens, I try to fill awkward space with like conversation. So that's awkward what I did. questions. Yes. yes. So awkward questions ensued. We ate at the same Buffalo Wild Wings twice. We had such grand plans for this day. Which let me just say, I have eaten at a Buffalo Wild Wings one time in seven years. And I ate there twice the same day. Within like 10 hours. Yeah. This was not like the barn burner day I thought it was going to be. It was hot. It was so hot. It was 93 degrees. It was a concrete jungle, this venue. I'd never been there before. There was not a tree for 10 miles. Mm -mm. Um, and the heat indexes were, heat indices, whatever they call them, were probably near 100 degrees. I had to buy a Tyler Farr on tour t-shirt. I had to change t-shirts. Because you were so sweaty. At like 9 o'clock. And yeah. I smelled. I could smell Ew, myself in the back. Oh, I did gosh. not. Now, you know why? Because I bought extra deodorant in my little plastic bag and would put it on when I needed to. So we sang along to Tyler Farr and he did a Shenandoah cover. He did an Alabama cover. He, he did, of course, a guy walks into the bar, which was his encore. And uh, I, I, I shot a great picture and I had nothing to do with it, but I guess I have a good camera um, of Donna and Tug in the pouring down rain. People are running to their cars. Yeah, people are seriously because there's like torrential thunderstorms and, and there's a. a a, a typhoon coming or something and 
Don and Tug are going towards the storm and the stage <laughs> and are dancing and singing in the pouring down rain. Yes. I'll include the picture in the letter this Saturday. Text left on red. Red is the color R-E-D, no spaces, to the number 22828. But it caused a conversation with you and I because what happened was we had these VIP bracelets that someone was kind enough to give us, v- VIP being loosely termed. But I mean, I don't mean this bad. It, well, we did get to stand on the tent, which was nice. Um, but there was it was free. There was, there there was, was fan. free alcohol, okay. which sounds amazing. For an all-day event, you know, like you're like, okay, free alcohol. The problem was it was alcohol I'd never heard of in my life. And so it was this vodka, we're not going to name the company, but it was this vodka that tasted like hand sanitizer. And I'm not, please, I'm not being pretentious because I'm not. Because, you know, I mean, I'll just about drink anything. But. Listen, Tug will drink anything. He will. And he was even like, I I just. Can't get it down. What are we going to do? Can't get it down. And then there was a moonshine choice. And then, which, which I will say took out. Two people, not to be named, not me and not you. Um, and one of them wasn't even with us. Um, okay. And then there was White Claw. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just gonna drink White Claw. Cause like, I'm kind of like, that's a, like a water based. And, but the only problem was the only flavor they had was black cherry all day long. And so all, again, remember, this is a 10 hour music festival. So when Donna says all day long, literally all day long. And I, so I, I mean, I drank two and I just, I couldn't drink them. And so it started this conversation with you and I of, how when you get older, you become very kind of like snobby about like your liquor and wine. And I used to make fun of people like that. Like, you know, you out with older people and they're like, well, if it's not good wine, I'm not going to drink it. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, just drink it, you know, but that's not how you feel anymore because you know that the price you're going to pay for the free liquor is going to be five days of At dewarming least. yourself. Probably. Yes. I mean, seriously, the, the, the reward is, is not worth it. It's not the payoff's not worth it's it. It's not because there's no payoff. I, I was indecisive when we got there because I'd seen a photograph on Instagram of the venue. Remember, having never been there before. Having and it's no, an Olympic venue. Was. Back in 96. Yeah. And um, I saw the stage was in a, like, what appeared to be a Walmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. Just asphalt and concrete. And I said to myself. Self? Self. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen today. This is bad. Other than we're with great friends yeah, so we're and we're going to enjoy great music. Sure. So I get there, we get there, and, and we have the, they're called all-inclusive wristbands, which is fantastic, and we're, we're, we're so grateful that we got them yes. from, from a good friend. Um, Tug starts to drink whiskey, and I said to the lady, I said, it's 4 o'clock now, uh, it's 93 degrees, I said, um, I said, what kind of whiskey you got? And I thought it was going to be like Jack Daniels or something, yeah. you know, and even, I, I'm not, I don't drink a whole lot of Jack, it's just tart and bitter and has a, a like a, a charcoal aftertaste, I think. No, it's not Jack. And I thought, wow, well, they got some crown or something. Okay, maybe maybe I'm back in. Self. She pulls this bottle out from underneath the table and it, it spins it around and it was something that I had never seen before. It was a it looked like a it looked like the bottle had been designed by a ten year old at a uh, at a a a four H youth summer camp or something. Well, why like would a, they but why would they be like doing liquor bottles for heaven's sakes? But I mean Well they yes. wouldn't, but it was just a it was a very homemade. Uh, yes. It looked exactly mm-hmm. it looked like somebody had made this whiskey at their home the night before. Yeah. I took one sip of it and I said, Tuck, I I can't do this. I'm sorry. Well let's do moonshine. It's about four thirty. I said, Okay, I I've had maybe moonshine twice in my life, but why not? We're at the Give it the old college all, try. all day country music festival day. Mm-hmm. And they served it in a, as a, uh, like a, a, a freezy. No, oh, that a fr- was y'all. Yes. Okay, that yes. was, no, no, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, they, they served it like as a, a frozen drink. Mm-hmm. It was a blue lemonade drink or you could get a margarita drink. And I thought, okay, well maybe this is more my speed today. Moonshine, oh, okay, of course. Yeah. In a blue lemonade drink. Okay. So the lady says, listen, um, they're not frozen anymore. 
I said, well, why are they not frozen? Well, they're not freezing. So the coil, the broke. coil that keeps the mix in the liquor frozen had burned out. Mm. And so it became a liquid drink. I tried about a sip of that. And I said, I, I just can't do it. I wound up drinking water, which is there's no problem with that at all. And I had a, I had a good time. Please don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I drank water for like six hours and, and, and had a great time. Now, the three of you, I see at one point, it's probably, oh, I don't know, 615. You guys are shooting moonshine. Mm, I get an honor to shoot. Who shots. shoots moon, Even in my worst days, I didn't shoot moonshine. Yeah. Donna, though, has a trick. Lean in for this, okay? Take this with you. If you take anything from this podcast today, okay. this episode, take this with you. Okay. They're standing around, you would guess I call it a bar, but it's basically like a bridge table that my mother would pull out of the attic when the neighbors came to play cards. And this woman serves up plastic shot glasses for you and Tug and Laura and a good friend of ours who remain unnamed. Mm. And Donna makes it appear that she's shooting the shot of moonshine while the other three are, I mean, it's gone, gone like a freight train, as Montgomery Gentry sings. Donna makes it appear that she's taking the shot, but she tosses it behind her. Mm-hmm. Okay. What Donna doesn't know is there's a woman yeah, standing in line. Yeah, I got her in the Directly shins. behind her. And I hear this woman say, what did you just throw on me? <laughs> and I thought, shit. Here we go. Here we go. It's 620. It is 620. And we're going to get in a dust up because Donna threw fight. it. Did you not know that there was a line behind you? I didn't. I threw. I, I don't throw it over my shoulder like a thing of salt. You you kind of just put it behind you. Like, but I didn't realize her shin was there. Threw it on her. It, later, it was all fine. I met her in another line. Blamed <sighs> it on Thomas Fountain, and <laughs> everything was fine. Why do you feel the need? Because everybody's like, Caddy, do shot moonshine. I said, absolutely not. Oh no, we're going to do two. I said, go do all you want. I said, that's. I'm just not in for that. I'm not going to do it. And and. I was getting pressure, yeah, pressure to shoot moonshine at six fifteen on a Saturday afternoon when it's hundred degrees. Well, normal- why did you feel the need to to show or to give the impression that you were indeed shooting moonshine? Because I think that like Tug was like, "Oh, y'all aren't gonna ha- y'all aren't having a good time. We need, you know, let's do something, have fun." Everybody do you who have knows- to shoot moonshine no, and have fun. But everybody who knows me knows I don't do shots. After a certain age, you don't do shots. I used to do a lot of shots. I don't do shots now. Once you get forty, you need to just stop doing shots altogether. It's not a good look. It doesn't feel good. So I just don't do them. So normally, you know me. Like if we're around a group of people, I'm like, I don't do shots. I just don't do them. But for whatever reason, and so I was like, I'm not going to do this. So I just threw it behind me and I hit that woman in the shin. What'd you just throw on me? Somebody just threw something on me. Yeah, she was mad. And her her boyfriend bows up a little bit. Yeah. What happened there, sweetie? Yeah. You know, it's like they were Jacob Bryant fans. Listen, I'm little and scrappy. I could take them on. In a bar fight, I'd win. It was all kinds of messy, but not from us. It just, you know, when you when the person gets your VIP passes out of an ambulance, Donna, then you Donna, know that we had starts a great time. Let's stop. Let's yeah. stop. We had a great time, and it's a lovely venue. It is. I'm sure it was back in '96. Anyway, you know what the real moral of the story is, though. It's like we think everything's the same, like in the world, and the the pandemic changed so much stuff. It's like even getting the lift over to the space. From our first stop at Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, yeah, everyone's vaccinated. We don't, we're not wearing masks. So it's like, but you have to have a mask to get, to get in a lift. And, and and I just forgot about it. But I'm literally rifling through my plastic bag and I have no mask. So we had to borrow a mask from like, he we had to go to his Sentra. And his, our waiter had to go out to his Sentra and fish out four masks, which that's a whole nother thing. Another reason I'm probably going to have to deworm. Like who knows where these masks have been. And then we didn't have masks to come home, so I don't really know how we would have come home. And then the federal agent. But it's just always something. But, I mean, I thought it was fascinating, this line of work this man's in. He's yeah. like, yeah. 
Couldn't get a lot out Good of him. Good times. I don't know if he took it out on Osama bin Laden, but I couldn't get a lot out of him. They're trained not to talk. I guess. Morgan Wallen gave his first interview with Michael Strahan from Good Morning America uh, three days ago. This is the first interview that he's done with anybody since he dropped the N-word back in early February in Nashville. Uh, here's a quick clip. And then a separate storyline has evolved that involves the Nashville NAACP. Moments after the interview, they said, issued a press release. And they were like, mm, we have some questions. And so do Donna and I, and maybe you, and we'll get to those coming up. There, right there are going to be a lot of people who are going to watch this interview and say he's only sitting down because he wants to clean up his image. It's all a performance. So what do you say to that? I understand that, you know. I understand that, that I'm not ever going to make everyone happy. But, man, I, I can only come tell my truth, and, and that's all I know to do. That's Morgan Wallen with Michael Strahan. Um, back in February, in case you're you, – let me get you up to speak real quick, just in case you're not familiar with the story. Uh, uh, Morgan had some longtime friends in town for the weekend, and they had been out drinking. And uh, Morgan has said before in a social media post when this happened, when he apologized afterwards, they'd been on a three-day bender. Um, there was a friend that uh, actually one of Morgan Wallen's best friends uh, that was really, really intoxicated. And so Morgan Wallen um slung the 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 word at the girlfriend of a friend who was drunk um asking her basically to make sure that she takes care of his best friend because they were leaving um the Nashville NAACP moments after the interview aired the president Cheryl Gwynn said she thinks that Morgan's interview with Michael Strahan wasn't arranged because he felt sorry for using the word but because he was sorry for being caught she took issue with Morgan Wallen's answer to the question from Michael Strahan. So do you understand why it makes black people so upset? Morgan says, I don't know how to put myself in their shoes because I'm not black. I understand that must sound like he doesn't understand. It would seem that way. Yeah, I haven't really sat and thought about it. And that was um, uh, his answer to the question whether or not country music has a race problem. What was your takeaway, Donna, from Morgan Wallen and the, what was it, about six, seven minutes? So, I mean, the whole thing was just ridiculous. I mean, first of all, you know, it it wasn't, a, it wasn't an, an in-depth enough interview to get anything, get to the heart of the matter. You know, um, Michael Strahan, I will say this. I think Michael Strahan usually does these fluff and duff pieces, as does anyone on GMA, where they really don't go for it. I, I thought it was great that Michael Strahan said, you know, he talked about the fact that I am black. I have had that word hurled at me before and it's very hurtful he went there I just thought you know if, if you haven't spoken about something that is the most important decision you and your team can make is who you're going to speak to and what are you going to say and again whether people say you know if he had done a, an, a, a podcast with Joe Rogan or whatever and you know had spent Joe's long form if he had spent two hours getting into it I think that would have been much better you know, because it's a conversation and, and you start with the warm up and this would have been the warm up with Joe Rogan and then it would have gotten into the good stuff. You but know, we don't know how long the interview went. It, it was edited down to six, seven minutes. But I just they don't could... think there was anything there. I really okay. don't. I just don't because I don't think when you're sitting in front of GMA and you know you're in a morning audience and you've got 
you know, suburban women drinking coffee at home, that's your audience, you're not going to get too in depth. And I think it opened him up for a lot more criticism and a lot more scrutiny. Whereas if he had gone on, and again, I'm using Joe Rogan, but it could have been anybody, you know, there's a million podcasts, he could come on here, it could have been anybody. And just, you know, talked about it, you know, what had happened, you know, he, he alluded to the fact that he went to rehab for 30 days, but you know, what had been happening in his life? And, you know, listen, this was a perfect storm. Uh, you know, my success was coming. I was out of control drinking. You know, I have this, this dialogue with my friends that I've, yes, you know, I've used this word a hundred times before. But he also said he used the, the word, he used the word uh, playful. We, yeah. I, I was being playful. Yeah. Playful about throwing the N-word around? I think within his group of friends, they probably were. And, and whether you say like, I mean, I don't, it doesn't give him a pass. Hear me out. And it's not, he should have an understanding of the word, but that's my point. When you do, when you do this type of interview and you know, the soundbite's going to go out on TMZ and on entertainment tonight, and they're going to service it. You're not, it makes him look very stupid and ignorant and cavalier. And he may be all of those things. You know, but I don't think we've gotten to the the middle of the Tootsie Roll yet. So it's like if he'd sat down and had a long form interview with somebody and talked about, you know, and, and, and have somebody put him on blast, which I think Joe Rogan or someone would have said, you know, what the hell were you thinking? You know, and allowed him to get comfortable in a chair to have a conversation to say, I'm, I was super ignorant. And you know what? It, and the bigger thing of it cost me my freaking career almost. You know, and and how that looked and where did you know, because they ask him, where'd you go? Went to a friend's house and sat there and watched my, you know, this. But it just to me, it's like it's just basic press 101. And again, it's not it's not to be savvy like, OK, he uh, you know, he's got to check this box, you know, because then people be like, yeah, well, he said what? Because like this interview, I felt like not not only did he not say what he should have said, it just there's just nothing there. Well, if, if I were on Morgan's management team, I would have chosen a uh, a venue for the interview yeah. where it would have been unedited. And yeah. in podcast form, I think you're right. I, I had like thought it could have been that. Bobby Bones. Uh, right, who is who is the iHeartMedia country darling. Absolutely. Um, but you, I think you're, you're so right, Donna, that you had to have someone who's going to have to ask the tough questions and not going to let them get off with just a, a soundbite, which yeah. is what I thought the GMA interview was. A long form, unedited conversation, and that has to be the agreement before it sits down. And it can run as long as you want, you being the host or the yeah. podcast producer. And you can or ask him anything. Anything. There's no questions off the table. Yeah. Um, shortly after the interview aired, his record label announced that he's releasing a single to radio. Yeah. So I think that this is all very calculated. The timing is all very calculated. GMA also teased the crap out of this interview. Mm-hmm. Happened last Friday. And they also did something GMA does not do often, and that is they ran it at the top of the 7 o'clock hour yeah. before news, before setting the day, before anything. It was a cold open to GMA on this morning uh, that, that, it, that it aired of, of Michael Strahan and Morgan Wallen. So GMA also knew that they were going to see a huge spike in viewership. From, yeah, from, I mean, from I, just, I think anybody who watched it, including myself and you, was just like, eh, you know, it just... I mean, I, um, I think people, I think people would understand his situation more if it was more of a, again, conversation, 
about how did how did it get here? How did you know? And again, drinking is not does not excuse the behavior. The fact that he was on a bender, but just kind of everything that had gone on in his life, you know, that he he he's he was very naive and 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 kind of dumb in a way. And you know what happened with the label after all this happened? You know, who, did, who supported him? Who didn't? How did he? You know, who did he? And, and the whole conversation about we calculated how much money my single would have made and we donated that you know anytime you do that you damn well better make sure that that check got through the mail because if you're putting it out there if it didn't get there, somebody's going to fact check that yeah and if it didn't get there or if it wasn't it just opens you up to a lot of criticism the single that they are servicing to radio is sand in my boots which is the very first song cut number one that you hear on his double album dangerous and has been my go-to song since he released it uh that album by the way uh, remains the top-selling country album of the year. And learned this weekend, Morgan has sold um, the townhome in Nashville where the video was filmed. You know, his neighbor shot the video from across the street and sold it to TMZ. Uh, it was a townhome that sold for $835,000, rooftop patio, uh, enclosed backyard, and it is a, I think it's a three-bed, two-bath Um but $835,000. Yeah, I mean, I love the music. You know, we've, we've been very clear on the podcast. I'm a huge love the music. Love the Morgan Wall and, music. And remain You know, I just, uh, I like to hear, I like to hear people's story. The gritty, the good, the bad. And I just don't think you got that. And I think more people would, you know, we have, we have a 22-year-old son. You know, like, people make mistakes. But it's kind of like, how'd you get there? How do you recover from it? And, and what did you learn? And we didn't get any of that in that interview. So surprised me that that's what they decided to do. But, you know. Can you believe that today is the 27th? It seems like just yesterday was July 4th, right? Yeah. The end of July is coming to an end, which means a brand new menu is going to go up for the month of August at dinneraffair.com. 15 delicious brand new dinners that you can choose from and have shipped to your home. Um, they also ship nationwide anywhere in America. Dinneraffair.com, dinner, A-F-A-R-E.com. Homemade dinner for your family on the table in 15 to 30 minutes or less. And when when Ken and Stephanie Wright, who came up with this concept for Dinner Affair and, and came up with many of the recipes that uh, make up the catalog of dinners that you can choose from every month, that's, uh, that's something that was number one for them. They wanted you to get your time back. So 15 to 30 minutes or less. And listen, many of them are just that. They're or less. There are meals and dinners that we've had from Dinner Affair that we've served our family that we've had ready in 15 minutes, 10 minutes. You know, a lot of them, you just preheat your oven, pop them in there. Yeah, I mean, how easy could it be? We just had a friend, um, two friends, Tracy and Melissa, who live in Florida, um, who ordered Dinner Affair. And they reached out to us over the weekend and they said, you know, Tracy's trying to lose some weight. Um, and Melissa's like, and I don't know what to cook anymore. And so they're going with Dinner Affair and they use the promo code. And that that's the whole important part about this. You do not have to live in the Atlanta area to take advantage of the promo code. Those meals are going to get shipped to them in dry ice. They're going to be able to use them immediately. And it doesn't matter where you live. You can take advantage of that promo code. Promo code is CADDY2021, C-A-D-D-Y, 2021. Two to three easy steps. You get dinner on the table, always 100% guaranteed. And there is no contract with Dinner Affair. Dot com dinner a f a r e dot com help spread the word about the my second act podcast would you do that for us a small ask of you three things hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up invite and encourage three people in your circle or complete strangers to enjoy the podcast and show the sponsors some love gallery furniture gainesville dinner affair and the paramount hotel group including home to suites by hilton 
Hampton Inn by Hilton, and Town Place Suites by Marriott. That's right. That is where guests of the Cadillac Jack and Donna My Second Act podcast I mean, they rest are their weary heads. Burning through those mini bars, those people. Went in town. Going to add two to the Spotify Hive Song playlist. Don, what do you got? Okay, so we were driving back from our fabulous lake weekend, and I had on my uh, music, and it was just like, you know, random coming up. And one of my favorite songs came up is from John Mayer. It's Say. Um, and it is from his album, uh, I think it was Greatest Hits. But anyways, oh, just the hits. It was his 2008 album. Did you know in that song he says, say what you need to say 53 times? I didn't, but as we were listening to that song and singing along, you don't hear this song from John Mayer and not sing at the top of your lungs. Yeah. Well, you don't sing at the top of the lungs because it's kind of a ballad, but you try to harmonize, you know, yeah. you, you throw your vocals in to, to match John Mayer's. And I was thinking as we were singing along, this is the song, and there are so few of them, where if you said to someone, remember that song from John Mayer, it was called Say? And if you said, say, I would be like, I don't know that song. Yes, you do. You do. It's say what you mean to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, say it's what like, you need to say. Yeah. It's yeah. just um, the, the the title, I don't think, did the song justice, although the title of the, I get it. Does that make sense at all? I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. I don't think it does. I, I think that, that you're, you're, no, you're, it you're does. patronizing me. With no, I'm not. I love that song because <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand what Listen to me today. The moral of that song is that you can write down things and you can text people and you can do it. But at the end of the day, my favorite line is just say it with a heart wide open. So, Say what you need to say to people because it could always, uh, you never get, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So say what you need to say. Okay. Grammy award for best male pop performance. Uh, that was his fourth win back in the category. And I think the year was 2008. All right. What about you? Um, there's a song that Jason Aldean has released with Carrie Underwood. It just popped in the past three, four days. Uh, if I didn't love you, is the name of the song. And there's just been a push. Oh my gosh. Everywhere for this song. It's and I've all over I, my social media. I finally broke down and listened to it. Because there was such a push for it. I was kind of like, I'm not listening to that song. Because <laughs> because you want me to. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. I can be that way sometimes. Uh -huh. So I broke down and I listened to it. And it's a really good song. Um it debuted at number 31 on the country chart this week. And that's a very, very high debut. Yeah. Um so congratulations to George Bourne, Jason Aldean and, and, and Carrie Underwood. Somebody asked me what's the connection? And honestly, because we say on this podcast, there's always a connection. I don't know what it is. I think the connection is any any male artist who does a duet with Carrie Underwood vaults to the top of the charts. You know, who better to do uh, a duet with? And, you know, I'll say uh, Jason has had some he's had some of those power ballads like he did the one with Kelly Clarkson. Right. And don't I, don't you he, stay. I don't know if you remember that, like when they were servicing that song around and they sang it at a couple of award shows. Sometimes when people sing together, there's obviously like a Tim and Faith, there's enormous amounts of chemistry, you know, Maren Morris and her husband, Ryan Hurd, my God, like you thought they're going to take their clothes off on stage when they were together. And then there's even people who aren't together, but they, they have good chemistry. You know, there was no chemistry. That was the awkward. What, with Jason and Kelly? Oh my gosh. And they were playing that song on so many award shows, but you know, I mean, he's kind of a smoldering guy. He's got it going on, but it just was weird. It was just like, they were just powering through this, um, pop ballad, but, um, yeah, I think I think it'll be it's going to be great, and they have certainly been uh, pushing it. We will continue to fulfill our obligation under the music category with Apple Podcasts. Um, Eric Clapton says that he will not play venues that require proof of vaccination. He's getting ready to launch a new tour. I think we talked about this three four episodes ago. He's not doing many dates at all. I think it's just like ten dates in the U.S. Okay, you have a picture in our run of show, and it's Eric Clapton looking very old. And I was like, who is this old? This looks like a British man, Boris, right? Yeah, the Prime Minister. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, the, I found the, <laughs> it's a screen grab. I found He looks it. like he's a good time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, like, not a good time. Okay. No. Preston says he's mean. He's mean. His hair all skew. 
But he looks like almost like a British Donald Trump. Like he would be like, okay, well, I pulled the story for ladies, the, for take the your packet, dresses off. For the run of, Seriously. For the run of show from uh, from the Daily Mail. Okay. Uh, Eric Church. Wait a minute. Okay. Eric Church is also not. No, no. To. I read this wrong. Oh, he is. No, let's hit pause on that. Hang okay. on. Because I don't want to. This is sensitive information. Oh, my God. Okay. I thought the Rolling Stones screen grab below the Daily Mail. I thought that said Eric Church. Mm-hmm. But it's just another Eric Clapton one. Okay, good. So either vaccinate yourself or don't vaccinate yourself to see Eric Church. Well, he doesn't care either way. Well, true. But if you want to go see Eric Clapton um, and they require proof of vaccination, he's going to cancel the show. He won't be there. What else do we got? All right. Okay, this story. Kanye West. I cannot. Has set up a recording studio and living quarters inside the visitor locker room at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He was in town last week for a, a listening party. And there were 40,000 people there at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And it was just that. It was a listening party. All Kanye did was walk around the, um, but, but the floor the of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The floor was like it wasn't a stage. It was there just was a no floor. Singing. There was no pyro. There was no smoke. Nothing. There was no, maybe coming out of his living quarters, but there was no smoke. Like, uh, there and he was had no on like a red puffy outfit. The same red puffy outfit that he wore Saturday to the Atlanta United Major League Soccer game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We have a lot of questions from the panel about Kanye West living at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So many questions. And I want to start with that one. Where did the, I don't know who Atlanta United played Saturday. I don't know who the visitors were, who they, you know, they played, but where did they dress out? Because Kanye has moved in to the visitor locker room at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I know we have a pod peep, Rita Cobb, who works with Phillips, and I wonder if she could give us some information about this. I said to you, the Omni Hotel's right there. Why there's, not? there's another hotel across the street that has like the Ruth, Ruth Chris. Chris in it. I mean, come on. What, what is the deal? Did they know he was going to move in? And here's the crazy part. This was a listening party. He's now here finishing the album. The, the, the whole point of the listening party was to promote the new album uh, and it's named after his mom, Donda. Donda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was supposed to release at midnight Friday. All new music pops at midnight on Fridays. And so this was Thursday night. And so you were supposed to be able to download the album on mid- midnight Friday. And suddenly everybody's like, where's the damn album? And to, as we sit here today, recording this episode of the My Second Act podcast, the album has not come out. Can you imagine going to the Atlanta United game and like you sit down in your seat, your boss gave you tickets, you've got great seats, you're excited, and here he comes in this like puffy jacket and with pantyhose on his head. Yes. Yes. So and like And you want to be incognito? Yeah. Wearing a a, a puffy jacket and, and pantyhose, pantyhose on your head? head. And the woman who brought him, who was like the like his little ambassador, she also had on red. So I don't know if she was required to like change into red or maybe that was just like her Mercedes polo or whatever. And she brings him to his seat just like anybody else who'd be like, I can't see. I'm going to fall down the stairs. I've got my popcorn and my beer. And they're like, oh, no, no, we'll take you to your seat. Here comes Kanye. Can you imagine if he sat down beside you? I would be like, are you kidding me right now? Who is the fool in the puffy jacket and the pantyhose over his head? I, I just feel like this is the best day of my life. I can't believe whoever this person is. And then I'd be like, oh my God, it's Kanye is sitting beside me. Was he like chanting all the goal things? And then when he's done, does he go back to his like room at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? Who's there at night? What if he wants to go like next door to get something to eat? Like if he wants to go to the Panera in the food court at CNN, did they let him out? Or and Dan then he comes back in? Dan get Tana. some wings yeah. to go. I guarantee you there are people spotting him all over CNN Center. Did they know that Kanye was going to stay? I don't think when so. he got here Thursday. And who do you who do you reach out to? Seriously, do you um, 
But imagine that call. Hey, Jim. Okay, listen. He's not leaving. Not what only is do? he not leaving, he's staying. What do it's kind of like if we hadn't checked out of the Holiday Inn Express. Like there's this thing with hotels where they can't throw you out, you know, or I don't know, like they'll be evicting you or something. So the, I think I don't think they can throw him out. Like I think they're like, okay. And, and did they try to rehome him? Like say, listen, okay, we've got a couple of suites over next here. Next door to the Omni next Hotel. Door the Omni. Beautiful like, five-star nope, Omni nope, Hotel. Nope, nope. How much does it cost to live at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? And who... Um, like, do they have to who, keep all the lights on or just the lights on there? A lot of questions. Where does that bill go? Do they cook for him? Does he have clothes? Um, apparently not because he wore the same outfit to the Atlanta United game Saturday afternoon that he wore Thursday night to the listening party. So, at the Atlanta United game, this is what this was my takeaway. He was in what's called the supporter section, which is a general admission. Everybody's going to stand up and you get beer thrown at you. If you are going as a celebrity to an Atlanta United game, you're sitting in like a box. Right. right. But he's he's in the thick of it. He's in the spot where all the flags are waving. Yes. That's crazy to me. So it made me think, since like three years ago, every time he performs, he wears some sort of like mask or face covering. What if it's just not him anymore? What if he's got some sort of surrogate? Because he didn't, he didn't perform. Like Melania at, Trump did. Yeah. He didn't perform at Mercedes-Benz. He just stood there and walked around. But why? Like, what's the purpose of having the surrogate? Just part of his art and... If there's one thing I can say for sure about Kanye West is he doesn't need reasons to do things. That's true. He just and, sort of does And we've them. talked on the podcast before. We don't want to make light of this, that he has definitely had some mental challenges oh, yeah. and things, you know, with some were bipolarism. You, were you at the game, the Atlanta United game? No, but I, I watched it at home. I'm a okay. big fan. So right. I I watched was it. he on TV? Did they put him on, like, the TV, the screen? Um, no, they did not. I didn't know about it. They, he was posting stuff on his social, but I don't think, yeah, they never zoomed in on him on camera or anything like that. What if they put him on the kiss cam? Like, with the person sitting beside him. They're like, kiss, kiss, kiss. And he's wearing pantyhose on his and head. And he's got to take his pantyhose off. This is crazy. That's Preston Thompson, our producer, who is a huge fan of the Atlanta United and all, all Atlanta sports and, mm -hmm. and politics. And we love Preston. Yes. Does he lock the door and he leaves? Don't know. Or doors, plural. I don't know. Where did the recording equipment come from? Well, I'm sure they brought it in. But that's a lot. It's got to be a lot. He's, again, he's finishing an album. He's Kanye freaking West. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, like money's no object. He's like, just bring in what I need. You know, I just think it's the most bizarre thing because I can't imagine what lives in Mercedes-Benz Stadium at night. Like that's when all the stuff comes out, the vermin, the rats, the whatever. I mean, like anywhere, like you're talking about a huge space that's open. Is he just roaming around? And... Kim Kardashian and all the kids were at the listening party yes. Thursday night. Are they still living in the bowels of Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium too? I, I can guarantee you that's a no. That's a hard no. They were on a plane before he even got back to his dressing did you room. Know that his, did you know that his mama uh, passed because of plastic surgery complications? Yes, it was very sad. That. It was very sad. And she so, was a teacher. Yeah. So this whole album is like um, dedicated to her. And I'm sure it'll be great. I mean, you know, this stuff is, it's out there, but it's good. But I, the whole story is just fascinating it's it is like the worst case of having people come stay with you for like thanksgiving and not leaving and they won't yeah. leave like, like okay you know again you're like giving subtle hints like even making stuff up we got to get to that thing you know and they're like what thing you know that well thing, that thing you know use your eyes and your inflection to mm -hmm. you know, come on that thing. yeah it's time to go Donna Gallery Furniture in Gainesville has something for all your home needs and all at great prices. Whether you're right now looking for a dining room table, a king-size bed for your master bedroom, maybe a sofa, recliners at Gallery Furniture. They have rows and rows and rows of recliners starting at uh, like uh, $2.99. Tons of bedding options, too. Uh, the school bell's going to ring, y'all. 
very soon. Here in Atlanta, there are Atlanta schools that start, uh, I think this Friday, APS, Atlanta Public School starts Friday, I believe. Yeah, and it's time, you, like, you want to get your house back. You know, like your kids are going back to school, you want your house back, you got to sort of, sort of looking around, you're like, oh boy, that needs some work, I need some help here. And listen, these kids have been home so long, they've been like jumping on your couches, writing on your like tables, jumping on their mattresses. I was looking at Charlotte's mattresses the other day. They're like inverted. And she told me it's because she like does so many gymnastics things on them. I'm like, okay, well, that's not good. So, you know, just stuff like that. And you don't notice them. And then you like, I sat on a mattress and I was like, oh my God, this is Fell to the ground. Yeah. yeah. So it's stuff like that. Sometimes you just need a little infrastructure. And um, Gallery is great for that too. It's not just about, you know, yes, they have recliners, they have couches, they have dining room tables. But if you need just things just to kind of spoof up a room, you know, spiff it up like a, a rug, lamps, mattresses. In they tables. also have that too. You can shop now. You can pay later. You can also take it home today. 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville, over three decades, a locally owned small business. Ask for the Wolfman, ask for Donna, and now ask for Donna, uh, her daughter, Marilyn, and also the Wolfman's granddaughter, Marilyn. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville, Gallery Furniture, uh, wolfmanandonna.com or uh, on Facebook. Check them out there because they post all sorts of, like if they have something that's in the warehouse they just need to unload real quick just yeah. for space, they, they post those flash deals on yes. their Facebook page all day, uh, every day. And thank you, Donna. And thank you, Marilyn, for your support of the My Second Act podcast. Paula Baker is in North Carolina. She's a pot peep for this episode. Uh, we were going back and forth on the podcast voicemail text line, 770-464-6024. Uh, about the opening ceremony, I, I mentioned in the letter this past weekend that I thought it was very strange seeing the parade of nations come into the venue for the opening ceremonies and waving to empty chairs. Yeah. Um, and we are into the Olympics right now at our oh, house. Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, Paula and Ken are in North Carolina. Uh, I thought it was strange as well. The U.S. women's soccer team was on their way back to the village from practice and missed the opening ceremony completely. But there was an interview um, with the coach on the bus. And I, I saw that. And, and she kind of shrugged off the scheduling that, yeah, right, why would why would we miss the opening ceremonies for, for mm-hmm. practice? But I just think there's a lot going on right now in Japan, including that typhoon that's getting ready to strike. Can you mm-hmm. imagine with everything no. going on right now? And no. there's a typhoon uh, coming towards the area. The U.S. women's soccer team did not kneel for the national anthem in their first game. And uh, God said, listen. Um, oh, my gosh. What? Okay. You're going to go there. That's why they lost. It was the worst ass beating in the history of the U.S. women's uh, uh, soccer team yeah. by Switzerland. So, who knew they played soccer well? Think about it. well, but they probably don't. Again, that was God saying, "Listen, ladies." Sweden was it Sweden? Mm-hmm. Thank you, PT. <laughs> but it was the worst ass kicking in the history of the team, I believe. Oh, it was real bad. Yeah, it was awful. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, by the way, Paula writes, "I have found a new Olympic sport. I can watch handball. Check it out. Very interesting game. Uh, love you guys." And I hope you had a great weekend. Um, They've added some sports. Skateboarding is in. I love the Summer Olympics. It is the craziest. Like, you know, Winter Olympics is Winter Olympics. And it's good, too. But there's just something about the Summer Olympics and some of the crazy sports that come around. And I will say about the Olympics, if you know how you're always struggling, I know we do, to find things to watch when your kids are teenagers because you're just not watching the same things. The Olympics are great to watch with them because everybody loves it. Everybody loves watching it and it's the stories I'm, I'm always so captivated by the stories behind the olympians and you know where they came from and how they you know got to be where they were and there's always these great stories about their parents and i think that's what's so kind of sad but also heartwarming like i know last night they had um the beach volleyball we were watching that and one of the um competitors the girl's parents they had them you know there's this time change too where you know you're 12 hours yeah and so but they had them watching it and it's just so sweet them talking to their parents because you know as we've talked about these parents have put in so much time and money and 
just effort and everything into, you know, getting these kids to practices and you, you see it all the time and then, then they can't be there for one of the yeah. biggest moments. But I was telling you, the thing that cracks me up are like also the uniforms, like the skateboarding uniforms for the girls love them, like the pants and the belts and the stuff. And then the one I was watching on Saturday just cracked me up. It was archery. And these people look like they were like the tour guide for like the um, like the Country Bear Jamboree at yes. Walt Disney World because yes. they had like little straw hats and this stuff. And then this woman gets up from Korea and she's like a savage. I mean, she gets up there in a Country Bear Jamboree outfit, pulls that thing and like bullseye. And you're like, oh, hell. Not only can she hit the bullseye on archery, she can take someone out of the airport if they With need sniper to. Yeah, accuracy. I'm serious. Like. This is a double. They they put the best people in this position. But I just love it. I love all these things. And you and I were talking about it. Do you ever watch the Olympic? Like we're watching it and you're like, I think I can do that. Like, honestly, if I had just had a little, if my mom had just pushed me a little more, damn it, I could have done that. So what's yours? Uh, trampolining. Is that a gymnastic sport? No, it's an Olympic sport. That's an Olympic sport. Mm -hmm. Trampolining. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. I pee on myself. What would you, can you do? Like, what do they do? Flips and stuff? Absolutely they do. Wow. We do. Yeah. I, I think I could do table tennis. Like if I had just practiced a little more, I think I could probably be good at that. I, I will not take credit for this. ESPN on Twitter in the past couple of days has a hilarious thread going. Uh, the, the original post is this. Name something that isn't an Olympic sport, but feels like an Olympic sport. Uh, taking on Trader Joe's on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, no kidding. Getting through a self-checkout line without having to get assistance because of that one item that won't scan. Mm. Plugging in a USB cord the right way on the first try. So true. Think about that for a moment. The slow, fast walk, approaching a store when someone's holding the door open for you. Yeah, because you, you, know, you get feel in there pressure. Them. Yeah, yeah, I'm you coming. I'm coming. Thank you. You, you don't want to uh -huh. sprint, but you yeah. feel pressure to get there as soon as you can. Uh -huh. Thank you. Teaching your son to aim his pee so most of it gets in the toilet should be an Olympic sport. Absolutely. Getting a Foley catheter in a 98-year-old Alzheimer's patient while she is in sundowning. Okay, well, oh, okay. I think having hosting a children's birthday party counts for that, too. Rock, paper, scissors, somebody posted. Shaving your legs and clipping your toenails while pregnant. Mm. Taking off a sweaty sports bra. Totally. You're lucky to escape without a dislocated shoulder. That is so true. Um, here's one. Running out of your garage after hitting the close button without setting off the sensor. Love it. Who hasn't done that? Name something that isn't an Olympic sport but feels like an Olympic sport. The uh, Olympics continue from uh, Tokyo, Japan on NBC and all of their uh, platforms. Audio for this episode of the My Second Act from ABC and Good Morning America. This episode of My Second Act podcast produced by Preston Thompson, host of the Georgia Politics podcast and the Drafted podcast. Both are produced through the Appen Podcast Network. You get new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack. My Second Act. We are also proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network. Oh, 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 oh,